0: Hello and welcome back to the Hampson on Hockey Podcast. As always, presented by ChasingThePuck.com, your home for UK hockey news, views and opinions. Obviously, a big weekend coming up for both the uh, Cardiff Devils and the Belfast Giants. But before we get into that, just want to give a quick shout out to a former Devil, uh, Matthias Sointou. answered a few of my questions earlier this week in what i think is one of my best interviews i've ever done over with chasing the puck so uh check out the website link will be in the description if you want to uh, hear a little bit about his time uh in cardiff and what he's been up to since before signing in the abel where he's off to a great start with dawn so thank you again to Matthias Sointou for joining me and answering a few of my questions over twitter so uh definitely worth checking out for any cardiff devils fan uh headline of it is also quite eye-grabbing in terms of he hopes he could wear the jersey again one day. So who knows, maybe we'll see Matthias you back in Cardiff one day. Uh, I certainly hope so. But obviously the point of order is what is a huge, huge weekend of hockey for both the Cardiff Devils and the Belfast Giants. The Devils, they're leaving the extreme edge of the country behind for the next 48 hours as the team from the extreme edge of the country head over to Belfast for a doubleheader weekend, looking for four points so they can put pressure on the team that isn't from the extreme edge of the country, the Sheffield Steelers, who are leading the league. And if you don't get all those extreme edge of the country references, just check Twitter. That's always a very fun place. But yep, like I said, Giants hosting the Devils tonight and tomorrow going to be a huge weekend of hockey. So let's just get into it a little bit. No home games for the Devils for two weeks. Uh, so nothing for me to really do other than sit back and watch. Couldn't go out to Belfast. Couldn't go out uh, to the uh, Olympic qualifiers next week in Nottingham just because don't really have the money. So if anyone wants to pay for me to go away, I'm not opposed to that. But yeah, so last time these two sides faced off in a double header weekend. Giants were the Much, much better team, let's be honest. 4-3 overtime win thanks to Bobby Farnham on the Saturday night. And then a 4-1 win followed on the Sunday. Uh, The Giants, in that weekend, they were phenomenal for all but about seven minutes where they let the Devils back into it on Saturday. And the Devils just committed robbery getting a point out of that Saturday night game because... I suppose the best way, really, of uh, describing their performance on that Saturday night, that 4 3 overtime uh, loss thanks to Bobby Farnham's overtime goal, uh, the best way to describe that is awful. They were genuinely awful. Couldn't string a pass together, couldn't really get anything going in the Giants. You know, it, it was amazing that they only managed four. They were absolutely phenomenal. And Sunday night, was if, if you were going to say that the Devils deserved a point from that weekend, it would have been the Sunday night game. They played better, still didn't play great, wasn't enough, and the Giants left Cardiff with four points in the bag. After that, though, uh, Devils have enjoyed the spoils a bit more. Three games since, three wins for the Devils. One in league action and two shutout wins in the Challenge Cup quarterfinal. On their way to you know, an interesting and a impressive comeback in the semi-final second leg. To set up a Challenge Cup final that they're going to be in on home ice in the extreme edge of the country. Um, like I said, check to it if you don't understand that reference. It is worth it. But, last time these teams met in the doubleheader in Belfast. Again, Giants were the better team. Uh, the one game, obviously, Laptop Gate. Um say what you will about it, it's in the past now, it's last season, doesn't matter, it's nothing to do with this season, the only thing I will say is, I think it's Will Park, I don't know his name fully, uh, has a tattoo of that on his, I think it's his leg, I don't actually know, uh, with a laptop saying, it's a goal, in the middle, and honestly, I'm a, I'm all for that, that is hilarious banter, so, you know, it's expensive banter, but sometimes you've got to be expensive to be funny, and that is funny. Anyway, though, recent history between these two sides, both desperately looking to keep themselves in the hunt for the league title. Uh, Similar runs for both teams at the moment, six wins from the last ten games. Uh, Devils coming in on a three-game winning streak, Giants with two uh, games straight that they've won. Um, So I think that, you know, it's fairly even, fairly equal, but I think that's probably the best way to describe these two teams is this season, they play different styles. Adam Keefe and Andrew Lord, they, they run their teams differently. They run their ships a little bit different, differently to each other. I'd probably argue that uh, Adam Keefe is more of a run-and-gun style of guy, whereas I think uh, you watch the Devils, they sort of try and um, play a bit more within systems. Both are effective. Both have worked very well as well, so that's not a knock on either coach. Um, both are really, really great players and great coaches, so... Um, I think that these two teams are going to be up there. They're still going to be battling with Sheffield right to the very, very end of this season. So, you know, it's going to be a good test to see who really gets the advantage heading down the stretch, which we are well into right now. Um, I think for the Giants, what they're going to need is guys like Curtis Hamilton to keep generating offense through his skill and his uh, shot. He takes a lot of shots, really uh, sensible with his shooting as well. Uh, Jordan Smotherman, for me, is a guy that... I think any fan around the league would love to have Jordan Smotherman on their team. You, you can tell that this is a guy that really, really lives and breathes for whatever team he's employed by. And I you can tell that he genuinely loves being in Belfast right now. He's a great character. I interviewed him after the Challenge Cup final last, um, last year when the Giants won in overtime thanks to his uh, overtime goal. And, you know, great guy, really respectful, really polite and no credit to him. He was uh, enjoying himself he's he's fun on social media as well he's also just a phenomenal player very big got a great mix of size and skill he can bury the puck as well as bury bodies so i think that he's going to be out there to try and cause a, a few headaches in the defensive zone try and play that high tempo game and another guy who's going to be joining him uh in a high tempo four check and roll is bobby farnham say what you will about bobby farnham five points in his last two games that's pretty good uh he's in the games against the, the devils uh yeah okay there was a uh, that gif of when he got thrown out, which uh, Blair Riley uh, giving him a wave, Massey Mariamaki giving him the salute. Um, yeah, that, that that was fun content. But if you watch what he does, he can get under players' skin. He's a very physical high tempo high energy guy and he's not afraid of absolutely anything so he's going to be one that the giants are going to rely on a lot this weekend as someone that the devils are going to have to really keep an eye on their defensemen they're going to have to whenever he's on the ice they're going to need to know where he is because he's got quick legs he can really sneak up on you you'll think you have time on the puck to take a look maybe take the puck up ice You're going to have to move that puck a bit quicker this weekend with Bobby Farnham on the ice. Defensively, I think that they've been been pretty good this season, the Belfast Giants. Shane Owen uh, has been really solid in net for them. I'd say that defensively, they're not really going to have any issues. The only thing that they're maybe going to need to look at doing is the Haddad, Dixon and uh, Langley, if he's playing because he missed the last game, um, that line rather than try and force a play out wide, I think they're going to need to play the body a bit more. So I'd expect to see some of the the big guns, the physical players out, line matching, uh, that line, trying to neutralize them. Because I would say a guy like Joey Haddad especially, you force him out wide, it's probably not actually the best thing to do for him because he can twist you inside out. His skating, his edge work is phenomenal. It's almost as if he's in a close-quarter situation. He thrives a bit more. So... Uh, That's something that the Giants are going to need to look at a little bit. But obviously, mostly talk about the Devils on this podcast. So obviously, we're going to get into them. Like I said, the Haddad-Dixon-Langley line. It's going to be interesting to see if Langley does return. I'm not sure the reason why he missed the uh, semi-final second leg. Uh, But coming into that game, he was on a seven-game point streak. He is having a great spell uh, over the last couple of weeks. So hopefully... uh, it's nothing too serious to kept him out of the lineup um, on Wednesday night. So, fingers crossed, he's back in because he's playing with a lot more confidence. He's playing very, very um, skilled. His vision is back to basically just being able to thread the needle with passing. He can slow the game down, sucker guys in and free up space for his line mates. So, hopefully, he is back for the Cardiff Devils. And then, Dixon, just crash the net. Try and make a nuisance of yourself. And also try and disrupt the defensive game. And then Joey Haddad, um, let's be fair, Belfast are not going to want to leave him open too much. So I'd expect to see him sort of double covered uh, on 5-on-5. Five five. I think 5-on-5 five five is going to be a very easy, even game. So I think what the Devils are going to look to do is try and get a guy like Dixon to the front of the net to try and take... Um, Try and get some frustration calls or just some retaliation penalties against the Giants. Because that's going to free up Joey Haddad. Because at the top of the circle on the power play, on the right flank, he has been lethal. Showed that on Wednesday night. I think it's, what, 10 or 11 power play goals right now uh, for him. Most of them from that area. Heavy, quick shot. That's what the devil's going to need to look at doing. But you can go with all the cliche answers of, special teams are going to win the game whoever gets the best start is going to win the game special teams i special teams for me i i can't really see being too much of an influential factor because if you look at the devils have got the best power play in the league but the belfast giants they've got a really really solid penalty kill themselves it's just going to be a case of is their penalty kill good enough to stop the devils i personally think their penalty kill is good enough but for me i would be willing to say that Power play time for the Devils won't have too much of an impact that people are going to think it will on this game. Because I also think that the Giants, they're going to come in, they're going to try and play a disciplined game as well. Because they're going to know all about Joey Hadad, all about that I think is 27% efficiency on the power play. So they're not going to want to try and get into the box easily. They're going to want to try and keep this 5-on-5. Five five. Because if they can keep it 5-on-5, five five, they've definitely got the strength to get things done in that situation they are one of the better five on five teams in the league so they're going to really try and play a sensible uh, game but they're also going to be trying to play a physical game i'd expect so i think that, that it's been a mixture of the first and the second line of that langley dixon had that line so that's really going to be one that the giants are going to try and line match and also try it and just play physical, play hard, and just stop them from doing what they want to do. The benefit for the Devils, though, is lately, uh, I said this on the last episode about Bentafodio going down to the third line. Uh, He has been for the last couple of games, and it's working really well. Him with McNamee in the middle, Matt Pope on the right-hand side as well. It really frees up Bentafodio's game. Like I said, when he has the puck in a neutral zone, he can get it into the offensive zone very deep quite often, so that's going to be something he's going to want to try and continue, and something that the Devils are really going to have success with, uh, Mike McNamee, one of the best face-off guys, along with Dixon as well, um, and Matt Pope, what a season he's having as well, a lot of goals, a lot of offense, very physical, he's playing with a, a, with new freedom, it feels, it feels as though he's doing things that he wasn't doing last year, he's got a bit more bite to his game, bit more energy, he's winning 50-50 pucks, a lot more, he's really just going right now so that third line's really good the Brit line I'm not going to call it a fourth line but the Brit line for the Devils of Myers Duggan and Batch as well if at any point the Giants take control of the game and the tempo of the game they start dictating the pace expect Andrew Lord to throw out the Brit line what they can do defensively is they can kill a lot of minutes minutes they all three of them are committed to shot blocking and they can really just stifle an attack when they get the puck as well though they can hold it up they can take it into the zone and just play and get the momentum back to the devil so i think if at any point the giants look to be in the ascendancy watch for the brit line to be on the ice shortly after to try and neutralize that then also you have the uh, top line of martin and riley and Massey mariamaki um May as well talk about Mari Mackey. now. I was actually going to mention him a little bit later on, but may as well talk about him now. Uh, moving up to the first line, I had my suspicions. Um, I will admit, earlier in the season, I don't think I was as high on Mari Mackey as other fans and other Devils fans around um, Cardiff, around the extreme edge of the country. I um, I thought that he had a tendency to play a little bit sloppy. He <laughs> took a few ill-time penalties. He... It was almost as though he knew that the Devils fans wanted physicality and he was willing to give it even if it meant risking a penalty, being out of position, losing the puck and setting up an off-man rush the other way. What he's done over the last couple of weeks though, he's really matured, his game really settled things down, he's playing a lot smarter and When he got moved up to the first line, I still have my suspicions of him, but he's been doing a great job with Martin and with Riley. He can keep up with both of them, and at times, you know, he really drives that line. His work in the corners, his ability to take the puck around defensemen and crash to the net to try and score a goal that is typical of his style of play. He's really, he goes to the net hard. He's always getting in the goalie's face and trying to jam the puck uh, across the line. It really does free up a bit more ice for Martin and Riley, because what he's doing, whenever he's going close to the net... The they are really having to keep an eye on him. At this point, he can try and sneak the puck free or try and jam it towards net. But if he sneaks it free, Joey Martin or Blair Riley is going to jump on it. So you've got a little bit more room to operate in. And that's exactly how beneficial he is to that top line right now. I think he's just having a very solid uh, run of form right now. And it's good to see that, you know, he's turned in my uh, opinion of him. Well, in fact, he turned my opinion of him a few weeks ago. But it's good to see that he has done that. Um... Ben Bounds in goal against the Giants. He's looked confident. I wouldn't, I've got no reservations about him this weekend. I think he's almost the type of goalie that the bigger the occasion, the better he performs. So, yeah, it's only February. There's still a fair few weeks of hockey to go before we crown a champion. But if you look back to last time there was a doubleheader in Belfast the laptop gate not going to go into it because it's done but that extra point could have potentially been the extra point that gave the giants the actual league title We're at the part of the season where one point matters if the devils can split the weekend i think they'd be happy they're obviously going to want to go out and get four points because why else would you play the game but you know i think bounds he's going to put them in a really good position um a few weeks ago, I thought his rebound control was a little bit suspect. But, you know, recently he's really tracking the puck well. He's forcing the puck into the corners. I think he's doing a good job in net over the last uh, couple of games or so. And I, I expect that to continue. Um, but, yeah, either way, it's going to be a really fascinating weekend of hockey between the Devils and the Giants. There's a lot on the line. Uh, recent history, recent rivalry between the sides. Obviously, both are going to want to try and get one up on each other. And also, what's good about this is because the Steelers are uh, leading the league, It's it doesn't feel as hostile between the fans. So I think they both realize that a win doesn't put you top of the league right now. A win will keep you in the hunt to be top of the league. And, you know, to be fair, like, you see on social media... There's, you know, slanging matches going on, saying Giants fans do this, Devils fans do that. The Giants fans that I know and the ones I've met, I've never had an issue with them. You know, it. there is friendly banter, but there is sometimes... It's the same with any fan base, though. It does cross the line. But, you know, I'm sure that all the Devils fans who are over in Belfast this weekend are going to have a great time. Uh, the Giants fans, I've never been to Belfast myself, but what I have heard is they have really, uh, really good hosts... So I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of uh, you know, friendly back and forth um, between Giants and Devils fans this weekend. A lot of drinks and stories being shared. Yeah, there'll probably be a, the one or two incident, but that's unfortunately the way that hockey goes at the moment. Um, but yeah, so that's basically going to wrap it up for Devils and Giants talk. A few other points of order. Like I said, uh, at the top of the episode, the Matthias Sointu interview is out on Chasing the Park. And in another interview that's out on Chasing the Park right now, Hazel Rayson, the founder of Chasing the Park, uh, got to have a chat with Zach Sullivan um, about last weekend, uh, Pride weekend in the Elite League. Great to see that giving him the courage to address his own situation uh, in terms of his mental health and his sexual uh, sexuality. So it's really good to see that that gave the courage to one player because that's going to give the courage to so many other people. So a lot of respect to Zach Sullivan uh, and a really great interview from Hazel Racing. So I'll link that down below. Uh, one thing to say uh, is I told you so about Sean Bentivoglio. And I also didn't mean for that to rhyme, but it's happened now. So... Can't really do anything about it. But, yeah, Sean Bentavodio, I said last uh, episode that, you know, he's impressing me. This is what, what he's doing right. He's getting some unfair criticism. Put him on the third line. He's going to be fine. And that's exactly what's happened ever since that episode. So, uh, thank you, Sean. Because usually, whenever I praise someone, it usually is a kiss of death. There's been a few times in recent weeks on the commentary I've mentioned, oh, you know, the, the officials, they've, they've called a really good game. And then it's like... Oh, apart from that, there's been a few of them lately, so, um, hopefully, hopefully that doesn't continue, because I, I don't like to slag off the officials, because they're trying their best, sometimes they could try harder, nah, that's unfair, speaking of officials, should actually have a Elite League linesman joining me in a couple of weeks' time, he's currently away on, uh, international duty, so, uh, we'll see if that materialises, um, CHL final on Tuesday. I actually wrote the road to the final piece for the Frelinda Indians. Uh, so I don't know. I don't actually know if that is on the Champions Hockey League website at the moment. Uh, if it is, I'll link that below because always nice to have my work shed, even if it's by myself. But yeah, so that's going to be a good one. Sh- I, I believe that's going to be on either free sports or premium sports. So definitely worth checking out the Frelinda Indians and Mountfield HK uh, going out to be crowned champions of Europe. Uh, really excited for that final. Being a great year of CHL hockey. Really looking forward already to another year. So uh, after the final, it's just a waiting game to see who qualifies for next year. And it's going to be really, really interesting to see who represents the EIHL next year. And then the final bit is GB Olympic qualifiers. Just want to say congratulations to a couple of devils. Ben Bounds, Josh Batch, uh, Mark Christian, Matthew Myers. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, all earning their call-ups. So Excited to see those games. Not going to be able to go up myself, so looking forward to watching them on TV. And a special congratulations to Josh Batch because the way that he has been playing over this season, if he wasn't named to the squad, it probably would have caused a riot and I might have potentially led that riot because he's been phenomenal this year. Anyway, though, that is going to wrap things up for episode 20 of the Hampson on Hockey podcast. As always, presented by the puck.com, your home for uk hockey news views and opinions thank you very much for listening get involved on social media at hampson hockey on twitter and a facebook page which i very very rarely actually look at so probably just stick to twitter and just let me know what you want to discuss let me know what you want me to talk about if there's anything that you think is worth noting if you have any stories you want to share uh, just l- get in touch dm me uh, i don't actually have an email address for that account and i'm not We're going to give my personal one out so uh yeah just dm me on there and we'll discuss it see if there's any way that i can maybe get you guys on the podcast or just take your suggestions on what to cover going forward like i said that's going to wrap things up for episode 20 thank you very much as always for listening and i will speak to you again soon